when it comes to personalized medicine meaning. And those ladies can understand out here if I say we all have different bra sizes, we have different pants sizes, shoe sizes. Some of us may wear a size eight and a half, but it might be a different width. And there's nothing like wearing a pair of shoes that are not fit properly for your feet. This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Welcome to episode 34 of Alopecia Life. Today, our guest is Dr. Candy Lewis-Williams. She is the founder of The Lotus Concept, a board-certified naturopathic doctor, functional medicine practitioner, master herbalist, and a 35-year veteran trichologist. Her expertise as a well-known educator and guest lecturer has taken her across the U.S. with appearances on The Dr. Oz Show as a leading expert in hair loss solutions, alternative and complementary medicine. After being diagnosed with alopecia areata 26 years ago, Dr. Candy now provides first-hand experience on autoimmune conditions and hair loss. So often, I hear a lot of confusion from adults as well as parents of children living with alopecia around the topic of functional medicine. What is it? How is it different? In today's interview, Dr. Candy clarifies the differences and she gives us an idea of what an appointment with her might look like. Welcome, Dr. Candy Lewis Williams, to Alopecia Life today. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Welcome. It's awesome to have you. Thanks so much for being with us today. And I just want to say how we could talk for hours. You and I, I think we already did that a few weeks ago. We have. Yeah. And there's so much content that we can be talking about. But today we're going to be really doing some basics. We're going to be talking about functional medicine and versus allopathic or traditional medicine. And we're going to be starting off by talking about your profession and how you got started and what you do. I got started 35 years ago in the salon spa industry. Prior to that, because I was in my 30s when I got started in that industry, but prior to that, I was actually an educator, uh, learning disabilities educator, and wanted to have my own business for years and years. But in some ways, because I came from a background, family members who were in the salon spa barber industry, my mother, of course, you know, moms want their children to go to college. And so, yes, I did that and came full circle to still open my own business and decided that I wanted to go into the salon spa industry. It's been extremely rewarding. So my path during that time, I would start off working with clients that were, I think I was 30 and some of them might've been in their 50, 60 year old women. Some, you know, of course, younger, Mm -hmm. but Over a period of working with people for five, six, seven years, regular customers, 
I started noticing huge changes in their hair. And of course, we were working with skin. And so we naturally think that certain things are attributed to aging, which in some cases they are, hormone imbalance. But I was also looking for other offerings within the salon spa industry that could really make a difference for the client, which led me into holistic health. Started out, I had an Aveda salon. So they already have their whole platform or base of their business is to look at herbs and the like. Mm-hmm. So went into aromatherapy, got a clinical aromatherapy certification, reflexology, it just kind of took that path. But as I began to meet other practitioners, realized pretty quickly that I needed to shift my focus and look at naturopath. I looked at the body more holistically and not looking for just one remedy, mm-hmm. like just using essential oils to in some ways, fix everything. They do wonderfully and they're a good adjunct, but I really was looking at so many, yeah. some of these ladies, for instance, were you know, on medications and you could see these changes within their hair. And that's what really triggered the research. And I also not only have the salon spa family background in terms of members of my family, but I also have physicians and they're allopathic physicians, mm-hmm. the majority of them. And so I'd you know, get on the phone or at holiday dinners, strike up conversations. And I quickly realized that some of the side effects of these medications could be causing some of the challenges I was seeing with the client. And when you're in the industry, the salon industry, especially with doing hair, you're using chemicals and sometimes the hair doesn't take the chemical very well. And so there's a natural fallback to the stylist. What did you use? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had to quickly, not only to protect my own business, but to protect my client to help mm-hmm. them understand what, you know, what changes they might've been feeling. So it was just a natural progression. Mm-hmm. And so I finished 20 some years ago with my naturopathic degree and stayed in the salon industry for the love of it. But there was also a natural clientele base. What shifted for me, major shift was when I developed alopecia, alopecia areata. Mm-hmm. And so my story, even to now, over that period of time, I've developed four bouts with alopecia areata. It has also clustered, as the term is used, for different autoimmune conditions that will, in a sense, cluster with one person. So I've developed three total. So the knowledge I had as a naturopath, And taking a look at my own health and the health of not only my clients in the salon industry, but also the ones that were coming to me for health challenges in general. I was kind of on the job training where I had to learn to out myself. And my goal was for myself, as well as those sisters and brothers, I call them with alopecia or autoimmune conditions is really more of my focus is to help them to understand that these things can cluster over a lifetime and how can we support the immune system and retrain in a sense, reboot the immune system to not attack self. Yeah. And can you give listeners a simple definition of the difference between functional medicine Mm -hmm. and traditional allopathic medicine? Well, this is uh, Candy's view of that world. Functional medicine is typically the types of practitioners in functional medicine can be and usually are MDs, medical doctors, Mm -hmm. DOs, doctor of osteopath, naturopaths, acupuncturists, chiropractors, It runs the gamut, typically more licensed individuals, 
that have not wanted to just go into more of a holistic meaning the Eastern medicine philosophy, but it bridges for those individuals, the medical side, meaning the test, the scientific data, the evidence-based medicine Mm -hmm. with holistic. The allopathic are strictly medically trained from a medical school. I tell this to my clients this way, because if they're looking at a doctor and the doctor's recommending medication and they, for instance, don't want to be on the medication, they, lack of a better word, poo-poo the doctor. The thing is, the doctor is trained these years and years that they go to school are trained to use medications. They're supported in some ways by the pharmaceutical industry. It doesn't mean that that's all they know. It's by law what they have to do. The testing that they do, the ranges, uh, for instance, a lab test, a blood test, is going to come back with a laboratory range. If your labs fall with that outside of that range, they have to prescribe the medication. Whether you go and fill the medication is on you, but they have to, by law, offer treatment. Functional medicine, they bridge that gap in terms of we're looking at those same ranges from the lab report, those same arrays, and we're looking at the laboratory ranges, but we're reading them differently, meaning the numbers still are valid, but we want the organ, the body system functioning. We're not waiting for it to fall outside of, we'll just say dysfunctional range, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is my term, but it's, we want it functional. That's hence functional medicine. And so usually what's prescribed may be drugs. If it's a medical doctor that can prescribe, and uh, let me say this, usually diet lifestyle or nutrition Mm -hmm. lifestyle is always recommended along with it because the medication at that point is looked on hopefully as a temporary fix. Just like if you broke your leg, you need a splint or cast. And then when you come out of that cash, you may need some support of ACE bandage and a, you know, some kind of support to walk on, but there's physical therapy because they want you back running the race again, mm-hmm. not limping in a cast forever. Right. Hopefully I explain that. It's great to hear because a lot of people are saying, well, what is functional medicine? And is that something I want to pursue? Because, you know, we're so reliant mm-hmm. on what our insurance will cover first, you know, and depending Thank on where we live, right? I, that's, I mean, that's huge. And, and as a practitioner, I have to take those things into account. Mm-hmm. And it depends on how compliant the patient is with the remedies, so to speak, or the protocols mm-hmm. uh, and the lifestyle changes. Some people may need to stay on medication. Now, for me, I am a functional medicine, but I cannot bring a person off of medication. Mm-hmm. That's not within my scope of practice. But I can certainly support the body systems that are having an issue. The best thing to do is work as a team with their physician so that the physician realizes that I'm in the picture. A good functional medicine practitioner, I feel, has a degree of knowledge of pharmaceutical drugs and interactions with herbs. Mm-hmm. So that a safety net there for the client that they're not going to have because people think, oh, it's natural, so it's not going to hurt. Well, you can right. take too much of anything. Sometimes mm-hmm. there are things that will even interact with the drug uh, where the drug's not working and therefore the person's having issues. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, I know even say maybe 10 years ago, the relationship between MDs and NDs or functional medicine was, was a bit 
tense, right? I mean, you would say, well, I'm going to go to a naturopath and they'd be like, oh, I don't know if you are feeling that that has kind of shifted and changed in the last decade or, Mm -hmm. yeah? I think, yes. And I think it depends on the state. And I think I find that the younger physicians are somewhat more accepting as long as, just from the patient's view, as long as you're listening and understand both. Because I, I go to physicians, regular MDs, mm-hmm. and I let them know what I do. And we talk about, you know, whatever options that I might have. Thankfully, I'm not on any medication. I've had some higher cholesterol from time to time and had to cut back on ghee or some mm-hmm. other things that were driving it. And hormone changes and lack of exercise. And these are things that you're constantly working on. And I found that the younger doctors tend to be, because I think there's more training, it's more accepted, and enough physicians are starting to begin to look at functional medicine, build successful practices, and it's turning some heads in the medical community, I think, in a positive way. Awesome. Something that you mentioned, though, when you work with MDs, it's important to fully inform them on what you're doing because I think that mm-hmm. so many times people might be going to, let's say, an herbalist, you know, you're getting acupuncture and there's a Chinese medicine involved in that and they're omitting that information because mm-hmm. in the past they've either had a response from their doctor that isn't positive. So I think that really, truly sharing this information so that everybody can be informed on about it. Page. Yeah, totally mm-hmm. on the same page. What I don't like to get into is a war with the physician right. because it reminds me of being on a huge battlefield. Mm-hmm. Remember those old military mm-hmm. movies where they're, the soldiers and the horses are all coming to the middle to battle. Mm-hmm. And then the poor little client or patient is right in the middle of that field being trampled. Mm-hmm. by all of this. And the focus is lost on who's in charge. And so I really encourage my clients or patients to be informed, inform me of what changes. If they're doubting anything I'm telling them, come to me with the research, go to your physician with the research. Let's talk about that because the worst you can do, oh, and the internet, you know, getting on the internet mm-hmm. And before I can even get the blood work back or whatever, they're on the internet searching for something. They bought something and then they don't tell me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm making recommendations and they may get too much of a particular supplement in the treatment plan, if that makes yeah. sense. Oh, totally. Protocol. Yeah. And that kind of leads us perfectly into personalized medicine, right? I mean, you talked about Mm -hmm. how being on the battlefield and then who's in charge. And truthfully, like we are in charge. We need to advocate for ourselves, but coming at it from both sides, you know, the traditional medicine versus, not versus, and functional medicine, I should say, you know, having these work, just really working together leads us to this personalized medicine. How you do it in your practice, Mm -hmm. I think that would be really a great starting point. Right. Well, protocols are in some ways, some of my all different doctors that I may take a course from. I remember one saying protocols to him is a four letter word. Mm. And he says, I don't like the term protocol because it's a cookie cutter. Everybody gets the same cookie. Mm. And so he says, yes, we can use the word protocol, but just understand what that is when it comes to personalized medicine meaning. And those ladies can understand out here if I say we all have different bra sizes, we have different pants sizes, shoe sizes. Some of us may wear a size eight and a half, but it might be a different width. And there's nothing like wearing a pair of shoes that are not fit properly for your feet Mm -hmm. (laughs) or wear a bra 
that has an underwire that's cutting into your skin. I mean, we can all relate to that or have had right. something similar. So personalized medicine is where you are custom fitted. If you're like going to get a bra, you're custom fitted mm-hmm. and it's a comfortable fit and it does the job, mm-hmm. but it supports you and you can wear it all day without feeling like I've got to take this thing off. Mm-hmm. Well, personalized medicine, I look at different, when I do a consultation, I base those on the answers you give me on the forms, and I have a lot of forms. That's a, a big difference between allopathic medicine mm-hmm. and functional medicine. But mm-hmm. I go into the answers on the form. Your verbal consultation, I want to know verbally from you and ask questions because you're going to tell me what hurts, what feel, what doesn't feel right, what changed, when it changed. I'm looking for timelines, all those different types of things. When did it start? When did you change medications? When did you just go off the medication? Were you pulled off the medication or did you decide to go off? Did you go and take this supplement? And so I'm looking for all these things, especially when it comes to hair loss, Mm -hmm. um, which is alopecia is our topic. Uh, So I'm looking at the verbal and I'm also looking for the visuals, especially when it comes to any form of hair loss. And there's lots of them. So I'm looking at what the trichoscope tells me. So I look at the scalp. I'm looking at laboratory tests and I take saliva, urine, serum or, or blood and stool. And depending on what the consultation forms and those first things that I named, then I look into what kind of labs that I need to order. I also like to take into account if they have current labs from their physician, because that's going to save them lots of money. They already have something that's no more, no older, depending on like if it's a CVC, no older than six months, because it gives me a, a snapshot in time of what's going on with that client. So for instance, a thyroid panel, which a lot of us that have hair loss, one of the go-tos and usually is one of the things we want to blame is a thyroid. That may or may not always be the case, but we want to look and see what's going on with it. We don't always get a full thyroid panel with a patient from their allopathic physician because insurance usually won't cover it unless the doctor is able to give reason for it. Ordering a full panel is usually something that I like to have. So I look at what you already have from your physician, what you're coming to me with. And then I try to see it fill in the gaps. It's really good, the mentioning of the thyroid, because I mean, that is one that I hear, but then you've got, okay, people say, well, I had a TSH, but that's really a very tiny piece of a thyroid panel, right? Very, yeah. It's only one little, like you and I are having a conversation, Mm -hmm. but it's like a whole room full of folks in your body having this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I need to know what each one is saying. A couple other things. There's nutrition and supplementation. I always want to know about. In my programs, those are the things when I begin to look at how to do the repair work. And so that's very individualized. Both of us have alopecia, but we may react to different foods differently. Of course. Yeah. And that really takes us back to that personalized medicine. And mm-hmm. I like how you you know, talked about the four letter word because really protocol is standard, right? We go, okay, like I'm a diabetic, I'm a type one diabetic. So of course mm-hmm. I'm on insulin and have been since the age of two. And you're not going to say, oh, that would be different for anyone else who was diagnosed with type one. Mm-hmm. That is the only real thing that um, is protocol, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion, because then, then you start to look at nutrition, then you start to look at lifestyle, exercise, and you know, and all of those things. But 
maybe I'm going to respond to alpha lipoic acid in this way and somebody else is not. It's so individualized. And I love that because we do that when we send our kids to school, right? We go, I want Mm -hmm. my child to be looked at as an individual learner. And Mm -hmm. no, (laughs) this is is the way school's done, right? And and we're seeing now that that kind of has to change, you know, when we're looking at virtual schooling right now and how different ways that kids learn. So when Mm -hmm. we think of that in response to our body, it's a really exciting time right now to think about all that can be done as individuals. Yes. When we spoke before about your body whispering to you and mm. finally starting to really yell. And do mm-hmm. you feel like hair loss is an early indicator of, of stuff mm. going on in our body? That's a good or question. You, yeah. I, I've always kind of wondered about that. I think let's use the word symptoms because people recognize what that is. Mm-hmm. Symptoms to me can be whispers. They may start out a whisper slash symptom, might be an itch or a hive. Mm -hmm. It might be some inflammation somewhere, whether it's on the skin, joint, sinuses. I mean, it can show up anywhere. Constant ear infections and Mm -hmm. GI issues. To me, the body will whisper and then it will start to yell. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, it feels like it just gets up and smacks you across your face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a long list of things and combinations of these things that a person will begin to see when at some point their regular daily habits and functions are interrupted mm-hmm. and they just can't go on and they know something's really wrong. But when you just itch and you have a hive, you just itch and you scratch and it may go away in a few hours. And you have no idea what that's about. Right. But that's a major red flag on the play that the body's giving us and we just don't know what to do with it. When I ask those questions, then I'm like, okay, let's dig deeper. Mm-hmm. Because I'd rather dig deeper than the body beginning to yell. Because when it begins to really yell, we're talking about body system dysfunction. It makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I'm... When I'm looking at your bio, right, I'm looking, you're like, well, I I wasn't a a naturopath doctor. No, I, you know, I mean, like you have a lot of initials and things behind your name and Mm -hmm. what you should have is like detective behind because, (laughs) because I think that's what this is. It's really exciting, right? To think, okay, look at this. We're going to figure this out. I certified trycologist have and I've got what, over a thousand certified out there. And that's exactly what I tell them. I said, it's like, think of yourself as a detective looking through your microscope, but you have to learn how to ask those questions. Don't jump to a conclusion. Ask a lot of questions. Yeah. We're lifelong learners. We just keep on wanting to dig deeper and deeper. And it's, so I'd look at these certifications credentials, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. It's like tools. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have this huge tool belt and sometimes you need a shovel. Sometimes you need a rake. Sometimes you need a screwdriver. You have to learn how to use your tools. Yeah. I attended a trichology convention last year that Mm -hmm. got me so excited and I was super impressed by what I learned in just a weekend. So yeah, taking those tools and coming home and going, if I don't know the information, then let's find someone who does and and have them help that person. So yeah. Yeah. I think that all of us, we're helpers. We want to be able to assist people. In my journey, I found clients with Universalis. And over a period of time, they're comfortable with how they look and who they are. Mm-hmm. They're not their hair. Mine is about help. My niche might be, or niche, depending on what part of the world you're in, <laughs> is hair. Because that's just naturally the training ground that I've been put in. 
but it's about people understanding their health is more important. If they never grow one strand of hair back, they're going to be healthier. They're going to be happier. They want to accept who they are. And if I can't be that person or, or I need someone else to join their team, mm-hmm. the patient is the head of that. I've done my job to try and help them in a sense be healthier. Yeah. And I hear what you're saying as far as, because we don't want to say anything is wrong with us. There's a place where we come to and when there is an acceptance and I'm I'm there and happy with the way that I look. I don't want someone to say, well, you know, you should fix this about yourself because you're going to feel <laughs> yeah. better. But I'm still a type one diabetic and am I in optimal health? No, totally not. And so if there's something that I can do to help that or to avoid getting these other clusters, right, of, of autoimmunity mm-hmm. that are so much bigger than hair loss in in my opinion and that's a personalized thing. I agree. Then yeah, why why wouldn't we want to just be at optimal health? I came into this slowly. I'll be honest with you. I had alopecia areata, eczema and another. But I was at a conference studying blood work, learning to read it from a functional standpoint. And there was a clinical round and I brought my own blood work along with three other patients. And the doctors were looking, so they didn't know who it was. And typically, and I'll tell you that we're looking at, for instance, B12 and Mm -hmm. low D, high Mm -hmm. homocysteine. Yes. And he says, ah, this person definitely has uh, autoimmune markers. Some of them are official, some of them from a medical standpoint, others are not. But they're things that we're looking at, what I call the red flags on a play to Mm -hmm. go, okay, let's look deeper at this. This is the major foul. He said, they're definitely probably autoimmune markers and need to go gluten-free. Well, at the time I wasn't gluten-free. And I remember going, oh, like that. I was standing up at the time, uh, <laughs> trying to look at the table, you know, standing kind of over them right. so that I could see what they were looking at. And he looked up at me and he says, is this you? And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just looked at me like, what? You've been here how many? Three days. <laughs> and you're sighing about this? You're not convinced? And at that point, I will be very honest with you, I went gluten-free after that and yeah. pretty much cold turkey. Mm-hmm. So that was just my aha moment. Mm-hmm. And I haven't looked back. Yes, I've had exposures, not purposely, but I've had exposures and they kicked me in my rear end. And if I have exposures to certain foods, it's not just for that day or two. It may right. take me months to recover right. from that. Yeah, I think big picture is what we're looking at. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? I guess some things that are coming down the pike, the online course, I'm in the process of putting that together. Most of my practice for the last seven years has been online consultations. I'm super excited to think about future collaborations with you because there's so much we didn't talk about today that I know listeners are going to be interested in hearing. So people can find you at thelotusconcept.com and then I'll have all your social media links in the show notes too for them to get in touch with you. Thanks, Dr. Candy, for being with us today. Thank you so very much and you have a blessed, blessed day. Thank you. For more information about Dr. Candy, her website, and the links to social media, please check out the show notes. Come on over to the Alopecia Life Facebook group to continue the conversation. Feel free to leave comments, subscribe to the podcast, and if you love what you're hearing, please leave a review for me there too. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. 
Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts. Yes.